Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? In case he got a hole in one. Oh, right. So, two sheep walk into a... Bah! I see what you did there. I, I was going to tell a time-traveling joke. Yeah? But you didn't like it. No, sir, I did not. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. Bite-sized nerdity served up from a manic voice actor on board the universe's only podcasting spaceship. More fourth wall breaking than the finale of She-Hulk. Dad jokes presented at the opening of each episode by our resident aliens, Git. Affirmative! And Shiggles. Hello! Step up to the mic, boys. So uh, this past week, it was International Podcast Day. Did you guys do anything special? Oh, yeah. Totally. We cranked up this one video off YouTube. Uh Uh-huh. It's the most stellar version of Dragon Force through the fire in flames. Okay, what's so great about it? Okay, so you've heard it on guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard it on a trombone? Can't. Say I've had the pleasure. Check it out, buddy. Well, that was something I truly never knew I needed. Anyway, let's shout out to this week's Sat Cats. Listen to this podcast on a free podcast player from newpodcastapps.com to unlock the full experience, chapters, images, and the ability to gift the value you feel your time spent listening is worth in-app as you listen. Sats are Satoshis, the smallest unit of Bitcoin, the currency used on podcasting 2.0 apps. Roughly 5,200 sats is worth just $1. Hobbit Nuts gave 950 sats and says, how did you get started voice acting? How do I start voice acting? Besides talking to myself in funny voices and people giving me the side eye. I got started in radio. I heard about auditions at Funimation back in 2000. But mine is not the typical background. Most people come from an acting background. They're on camera. They're on stage. Got a lot of theater experience. The key to begin this sort of path is to get the training and honing your acting skills. And so I highly recommend IWannaBeAVoiceActor.com. Go bookmark that website. Read the wise words there. IWannaBeAVoiceActor.com. Because it ain't just about talking in silly voices, unless you're doing a podcast like mine. Mitch, the creator of Podverse, one of the awesome podcasting 2.0 apps, boosted 475 sats. Thank you so much, Mitch. And our big ball of boost of the week. Shea Bay, 47,500 sats. Dude. He says, hey, Kyle, big fan here. Wanting to say you freaking rock and Dragon Ball Super Superhero was the shiz. I went to see it four times. Your voice is art. Love the podcast and happy to know that my current two fave voices here are father and son. Please, more propaganda and conspiracy. Take it easy and doodles. Thank you, Shea Bay. I is here. Oh, propaganda, that is not your cue to crash the podcast. Nonsense, Kenneth. I for to wishing thanks upon the Shea Bay. Yeah. This big ball of boost is cause for celebration. Right? Nazdarovia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here, Kenneth, allow me to pour you heaping helping of vodka. After dealing with you and Herbert here, I could definitely use a drink. Top me off. 
I do my own Foley. Can you tell? Shebe, email me at Kyle at KyleLabor.com if you live in the U.S. and you would like a free limited edition Intergalactic Boombox bumper sticker. A donation of at least 25,000 sats, which is roughly $5. That covers the sticker price along with shipping. So, uh, Shebe, I'll give you a couple if you want. Thank you for the big ball of boost. Just get in touch. The question of the week. What is your favorite feature on a cell phone? Ozzy Lot says, camera, I leave the drawing apps to the iPad. More space and a stylus. Danielle Meister says, I would probably say YouTube because I also watch videos on there. Nick says, playing Pokemon Go. I used to play that all the time, but not play as in have them battle each other. I just like collecting them. My friend Mark Swint says, the phone part, the magical part where I can dial a set of numbers and on the other end is someone I want to talk to just about anywhere in the world. There's a concept. K but spooky says, either the camera or being able to play games. Nicholas says, I'd say camera here and there. Killin' Fear Me says, music streaming is convenient and the social aspect baked in to a lot of the services makes discovery easier than ever. Not 100% a smartphone only feature, but hey. Of Cooler says, kinda cheating here, saying media streaming, music, books, vids, as I can still remember having to wait to go home to get on a desktop to surf YouTube in 2009, or visiting Half Price or Borders to catch the newest reads. Ali from Twit says, social media, my current phone is broken so I can't call or text, but the one I'm currently on, internet only, still allows me to connect and communicate with my friends and others. Breaks are needed definitely, but still really useful. Grafon Geiger says, the fact I have basically a portable computer with me everywhere I I go. Lyle Rath says, boring answer maybe, but looking stuff up, not knowing a thing, pulling something out of my pocket and then knowing a thing is insanely powerful. I probably do that more than I text, honestly. Octocaro says, well, I recently upgraded to the Galaxy S22 Ultra because it had a stylus, and honestly, I love it for doodling while on the go. Daniel Learmouth says, one feature I couldn't go without on a phone is a headphone jack. Man, as an iPhone owner, I've missed a headphone jack for many years, but the Bluetooth headphones are great till you run out of battery. Question. What is your least favorite Halloween candy? I remember trick-or-treating as a kid and being disappointed when I got licorice. It's kind of like rubbery, chewable furniture polish. And I hate the texture of coconut, so Almond Joy is a big nope for me as well. And despite the amount of hate it gets, I actually love candy corn. So tell me your least favorite Halloween candy by boosting in a podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com. Boost. I suggest Fountain. You can download that app for iPhone or Android. Fountain actually fills up your podcast wallet as you listen to podcasts in general. So then you can withdraw it if you want or share some of that back to podcasters who have value for value enabled, such as the Intergalactic Boombox. The most divisive trailer of the year dropped. Of course, I speak of the Super Mario Brothers, where a majority praise the animation. Jack Black is Bowser, but the biggest angry internet table flip of all time, Chris Pratt's voice reveal as Mario. Oh, no. Pratt went on record just a few months ago saying that his Mario voice was something we hadn't heard before. Welp. There's not even a hint of Charles Martinet's iconic Italian accented mascot. Just Chris Pratt. Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. But to his defense, I've read that the Italian accent would just get irritating for an entire movie. And while I get what they're saying in principle, I'm going to say that depends on how chunky his dialogue actually is. Mario has historically not actually said very much across all the Nintendo games, you know, just very short, like, yoo 
It's me, Mario. Now, I don't doubt Charles Martinet's skill as an actor, and I don't even know if he was given a chance to even audition. I'm thinking not since studio execs only see dollar signs when celebs are attached. Actual voice talent are an afterthought and are lucky to be credited at all. So at least they're throwing him a bone with an undisclosed role. But I wonder if they decided early on that maybe an accent would be seen as racist or offensive. To me, as a voice actor... The inflections of vowels and the tonality are what makes dialects and accents unique. So by someone merely mimicking an accurate portrayal, that in and of itself, I don't see as racist. But what can totally tip the scales in that direction is what you're having that voice say. Voice matching requires accurate portrayals of accents when original voice tracks are dubbed over. Some fans are saying, hey, make Mario a Bronx wise guy. Uh, I'm not sure, but Tony Danza wouldn't be a good fit, you know? I'm not knocking Chris Pratt's acting skills. I think I think he's great. He's funny, he's good, he's consistent, and he's proven time and time again in his live action roles, even as Emmett in the Lego movies. He's a good performer. But an actor only has so much say in a project. It comes down to the director and then the producer above the director. Depending on the celeb's clout, they may simply be asked to just be themselves and phone it in. Easy paycheck, right? And when people ask voice actors, why'd you do it that way? The answer is because I was directed to do so. It's not my call. Maybe Chris Pratt said, how about we make Mario an everyman? Make him relatable. Or maybe he said, I'm just going to do something for my kids. Regardless of who okayed the read that he gives, at least in the trailer so far, the studio had to see the social media uproar coming a mile away. Gamers don't like iconic characters to be replaced. Remember Kiefer Sutherland as Solid Snake? Kiefer's great. I mean, seriously, powerfully good actor. But uh, David Hayter made that character. Perhaps the success of Sonic's recasting with Ben Schwartz proved that uh, changes can be made and have it still work. The world will find out on April 7th, 2023. Yahoo! Collectors love printing errors. Often it drives up the value and someone who didn't catch it in time gets to pay a premium with aftermarket vendor vultures that totally take advantage of them. The vinyl album community is no stranger to this practice. The metal band Slipknot, I love those guys. Ever since 99, long-term fan. Uh, they just released a new record called The End So Far. Now, once the shrink wrap is removed off the vinyl, uh, you can see the jacket in the record itself shows the title as The End For Now. Some fans who bought the cassette noticed the same mistake. Even a few track listings aren't correct. Singer Corey Taylor was asked if the band changed the title at the last minute, and he said the end so far has always been the title, and it's just that nobody double-checked. So yeah, if you have a copy with these errors, it may be worth a little something after the inevitable repressing corrects everything. But hey, print shop for the album jacket and album labels, you had one job. <laughs> Whip out your calendar, because I got some home video release dates. Actually, not me. To announce them, let me introduce Joanna from Voicemaker.in. Hey, Carl Herbert. Hey, Bear. Glad to be here. I've got some sweet, tasty release dates for geeky 4K discs. Mm -hmm. What say I drop some knowledge on your listener? Uh, okay, great. My listener is waiting. This week, if you like old school horror, or are just really, really old, <laughs> may I suggest picking up the Universal Classic Monsters box set. It might be a bit pricey, but you can always sell your kids on the black market. That's true. Also. Now available is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is most righteous. Excellent. If you like movies that make no sense, but are still cool artistically, may I suggest Lost Highway. David Lynch, am I right? Yes. October 17th, Rambo, First Blood sees Stallone up in here, up in here. 
October 18th, mm-hmm. Batman and Superman's Battle of the Super Sons animated movie, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt being awesome again, E.T. right in the fields, oh. and Return of the Living Dead. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Baby. Mm. October 24th, you get David Cronenberg's body horror classic, Videodrome. Long live the new flesh, and all that business. Ooh. October 25th, nope, yep. 1970s Amityville Horror, mm. a new steel book of the Batman, <sighs> because you haven't spent enough yet. <laughs> and lastly, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The one where Toby Hooper decided to go in a different direction, and let me tell you something. Boy, did he ever. <laughs> he lost his mind and made the franchise fly off the rails in spectacular, campy fashion. From my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada, named after the original indigenous name Parimpi, or Water Rock. There's a lot of wells in the valley. Good thing to have in a desert when you're hiding from government agents dressed in black and transforming lizards from other worlds, turning famous musicians' minds into baby food. But you didn't hear that from me. Conspiracy here, with all the news you can't use. Page one. Going to concerts can be a great way to let off some steam, embrace a communal experience as the band plays, and then there's this idiot who brought a cheese grater and proceeded to shower shredded cheese all over surrounding members of the audience. No reason has been given. Now, is he a cannibal and just spicing up his meal? Or then again, he's probably hoping to get TikTok famous since the views are off the charts, so I guess there's that. After all, there are far worse things to be covered in at a concert. Believe you me. Really, Ken? Like what? Oh, hush. Sorry. Page two. Science nerds grow all sorts of things in labs, babies, viruses, experiments that bring mankind one step closer to extinction, but keep calm and carry on. (laughs) The BBC is reporting that 800,000 lab-grown brain cells have the ability to play video games badly. Hey, Herbert. Yeah? This kind of sounds like your Twitch streams. (laughs) I love you, Ken. Oh, get away from me. You're like King Charles' sausage fingers. Sounds like a hot new menu item at McDonald's. Hey, Wart, here's a flamethrower. Now go burn yourself off. (laughs) Where was I? Oh, yes. Cortical labs grew human brain cells with stem cells and mouse embryos and electrodes connected to the classic 1970s video game Pong. Dr. Brett Kagan hopes this advancement will ultimately help treat Alzheimer's patients, which is code for bringing about the apocalypse of our robot overlords. But don't panic, and thanks for all the fish. Page three. In another things removed from people's bodies story, an ophthalmologist in California had her work cut out for her when an elderly woman needed to get a contact lens out. No big deal, right? Happens all the time. Thing is, Grandma forgot she had nearly two dozen contacts that she never took out in the first place. Whoa! The iDoc made a viral TikTok video showing close-ups of the removal, which looks like a Tool album cover. Some of the lenses were green from being in over the course of just one month. Ew. Now, how can anyone go that long without noticing, hey, my vision's getting wonkier by the day. Maybe I should, oh, maybe seek medical attention? Or maybe I should aim my sights at the sons and daughters of the elderly who are sadly left to their own devices in a nursing home. Hey, kids, stop scrolling and go visit the reasons you're alive once in a while. I am here. No, not you, Propaganda. You're not, you're not here. You're uh, dreaming. Nonsense, Kenneth. I sense your listener on the other side of speaker. Say, you didn't forget anything lately, did you? Why for is mine underwear having skid marks? Oh, and I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here, next to the dump from Propaganda's Rump. Aw, look at the time. 
The Intergalactic Boombox is made with 100% organic toxic man-made chemicals. Guests stay at the palatial estates of Uncle Jethro's half-built barn behind the Wobbly Horse in scenic Skunk Bluff, Arkansas. Remember, kids, wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you'd have preferred to talk. Or talk all you want on your own podcast. <laughs> Till next time, doodles. Doodles.